0: Welcome to the Inner Reflections podcast where we discuss everything from spirituality and making the best of the human experience to body and self-love. Learning to unlearn the trauma responses and live in a state of peace through self-reflection. I make a new episode every week and if you feel drawn to it, please give this podcast a five-star rating to help set me off on the new chapter of my life. You are here to be the best version of yourself and through doing that, you'll be able to create a new and better world to live in hey guys welcome it is friday i think i have like so many days off work so i decided i'm going to just start my podcast because i've been really wanting to do that um i'm drinking my enlightenment yerba mate freaking love yerbas they're so good my work has like a whole fridge of them that i just constantly drink from they have so much caffeine in it though so try to limit myself but Anyways, lately, these past few days, I've been having some really critical thoughts about myself. And growing up, living in a critical mindset, it is very triggering to come back, if that makes any sense. I would have. I usually have some pretty decent days with my body. It's just kind of like, yeah, it is what it is. But then other times, it becomes an issue. And it becomes oh i don't like the way that i look right now i don't like the way my body looks in these pants or the way my hips hug these pants or just whatever and it's very difficult to let go once i get these thoughts because they come they become very obsessive and they become something that is just constantly there usually they go away within a couple of days but i want to consciously find a way to make them go away i've been listening to a couple podcasts on body neutrality some things that have been helping me was just saying um fuck off to those thoughts just being like fuck off we're not we're not doing that anymore we're done but sometimes they still seep through my best friend comes over every single day after work i always hang out with him see him And i find myself becoming very self-critical about the way that he sees me but it's like why does that even matter he's not friends with me because of the way i look i'm just in a state of becoming unsure within myself and it's very frustrating um because i'm all about self-love and body neutrality and just accepting myself and um it makes me think it's like okay Why am I feeling so self-critical? What is stemming from this, you know? It's feeling insecure. It's feeling unlovable. Even though I'm a 20-year-old virgin, and even though I've had opportunities to lose my virginity, but I just didn't want to. I'm not ready for it. And I feel like this is another topic that I want to discuss on my podcast about virginity. And especially it being a made-up construct, and I feel like it's a little bit... Mm, misogynistic because it's like the man that comes in and takes the precious virginity of the woman and I just think it's a little weird but moving on from that I think um growing up a virgin especially now that I'm 20 it almost made me feel even more different and it made me feel okay so I'm not like everyone else Like, everyone else is experiencing this, but I'm not. It's, once again, that self-limitation. I honestly don't even know where I'm going with this. Let's circle back to um, body acceptance and body neutrality and just loving yourself for how you are. When kids are brought up into this society, they are not hating themselves. They are not born into this world hating themselves. They are taught that they are conditioned to hate themselves. And ideally, it's for profit for these bigger companies. If you start hating yourself, you're going to buy more things to make you start loving yourself, even though that's not a way to start loving yourself. I talked a little bit about this. I have like a spam account on TikTok that I just post nothing but rambles on. And sometimes I get really high and I just... i'd go off on tangents or i also hacked how i would with my friends like i'd zone out or i'd just really weird but um i was going on a tangent actually yesterday about fat phobia in the society and how present it really is and not a lot of people talk about it um what i have been realizing a little bit fat phobia is very present but it's the men that i've noticed have a lot to say about a woman's body and it made me think it's like why do these men have so much to say so i thought a lot about it and i think it's because these men they grow up in a world where it's like you are the protector you should be strong you need to hunt and you need to be the strong protector and that's how you're gonna get a wife and that's how you're gonna have kids so there's like a lot of pressure on men to be strong so that they have to work out they have to drink their protein shakes they have to be strong intense fearless men i think if they see a woman not doing that and just kind of allowing themselves to survive they target them Because it ignites almost this anger inside of them that's like, why do they not have to do any of that? But I do. And it's all an illusion too because they don't need to do anything. They feel the need to because that's been drilled into their head since they were kids. It's just another look at it, right? Like it's another take about what it could be. But fat phobia is also present for women growing up. They have to look good for a man. I know for me, when I think back, I think one of the first memories I have with fat phobia was when I was a kid and I was trying on um, some clothes in a change room and my mom wanted to come in with me and she the whole time just pointed out my body and I really wanted to try on a bikini but my mom never let me wear bikinis because I was too chubby but I just wanted to try it on and she was like no no see like your gut's hanging out we're not doing that And that was just normal for me. I wasn't allowed to wear bikinis. I wasn't allowed to show my body because that just, it wasn't attractive for the world and the world did not wanna see it. And that's what I was taught. And that's not my mom's fault because she has been taught that from her mom and my grandma. And I still see that when I see my granny come over. I notice the way that my mom, it's almost tiptoeing around her when it comes to food because she's worried about what she's gonna say. And I know my granny feels that way because of her mom and her mom and her mom and her, and it just goes, and that's when the generational cycles kick in and you see the generational trauma that's taken place and you realize like it's either going to continue or it's going to end with you. And it is not an easy job at all to take on. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of pain And going back into your trauma and learning about it and where it stems from and forgiving and just a whole lot of shit that no one wants to do. But you have to be the one to do it in order to break the cycle. Growing up, I've always thought of myself as unattractive and not someone who people can like. And I remember... I had this crush on a boy his name was Brandon and I was in grade four with him and on the announcements they were having this draw and you have to write what SPCA means what what it stands for so I wrote it down on a piece of paper I put my name in like this draw and you win something so I ended up winning they announced it at lunchtime I ended up winning and it was a bag of candy And I saw my crush, Brandon, and he said, Oh, Olivia doesn't need any more candy, if you know what I mean. And he held out his hands to his stomach. And I felt so sad. I felt like the bubbles in your throat that you get sometimes when you're, like, wanting to cry. You want to scream. You're just feeling so many emotions. And that just was so confirming for me because I liked him I wanted him to see me as someone who was attractive and he by the sounds of things didn't I ended up telling the teacher with my friend because that was the solution for me just get them in trouble feel let them feel the pain that they caused me but I actually didn't end up eating that bag of candy I gave it to my friends and they ate it I remember another time I pretended to sleepwalk for some weird reason i just decided to start sleepwalking and i wanted to be funny and i went to my mom's room and i was pretending to sleepwalk and i started talking about um ramen or something just like the noodles the ramen noodles i was like blabbering about that to be funny and my mom said okay you need to stop eating so much like why are you talking so much about food stop talking so much about food this isn't good like you're eating too much and i was like whoa like, where is this? I was just trying to be funny. Like, where is this all coming from? As children, you're supposed to, you are taught to trust your parents no matter what because they are your caregivers. They're keeping you alive in this world. So you're meant to trust them. You're grown up trusting them. You're meant to trust every word that they say and take it as truth. So when she started saying all these things about me, I said, in my head, you're right. No doubt about it, you're right. There is something wrong with me. There is something wrong with the way that I'm eating. And this whole time, I also remember her saying, "Oh, it's my fault because I'm cooking all the food that you're eating." I was like okay well who's 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 to blame during this am i am I mad at you or am I mad at me?" It was really tricky growing up, and I started just um focusing on other people and what they did and how they dressed, and what was cool and what wasn't, just so I could kind of get a sense of self in this world, because I lost a lot of it um, trying to change myself. Growing up, I just kind of lingered to everyone else and did did what they were doing. In grade 10, I ended up getting homeschooled, because I just wasn't enjoying myself anymore. And that's kind of when I had my spiritual awakening on top of it all. I was really bored. I ended up getting a little bit depressed in grade 10, because I just had nothing to do. I was forced to do all my own schoolwork, had no motivation. The only thing that kind of got me out of that was a spiritual awakening. Um, Funnily enough, the way I started my spiritual awakening was um, following Meredith Foster on YouTube. I loved her so much. I ended up like really wanting to be like her. So I started following everyone that she was following on Instagram. And Through doing that, she was going through some kind of spiritual awakening herself. The whole feed was just filled with spiritual quotes, essential oils, holistic healing. And it put so much ease to me to see, seeing all these quotes and stuff about anxiety. If it's going to happen, it'll happen. Just release, surrender. Like seeing all these things, I'm like, I never really thought about just kind of allowing. I, I have a need for control of everything. So thinking about just allowing things to happen as they do, it was scary, but it's also very comforting. So I started getting on that spiritual journey. I completely forgot about Meredith Foster and I just went straight ahead and learned more about how I can be the healthiest, best version of myself. I started doing like morning routines, evening routines. I then learned some more about spirituality and I got to manifestation. I saw these people, they were saying a lot of things about manifestation, how amazing it is, how incredibly amazing manifestation is, changed my life. I was like, okay, what what are they doing? I do some research, and I'm like, hold on, these people are literally almost making wishes to the universe, and the universe is granting this for them? That doesn't, that couldn't be real, could it? So, after some more thorough researching, I decided to try it out for myself. I really, really, really wanted to go to Hawaii, and I saw so many YouTube videos in Hawaii, and I just... I wanted to go to Hawaii so bad. So I decided, okay, for my first thing that I'm going to manifest, it's kind of huge, but I'm going to manifest going to Hawaii. So I did lots of visualization. I imagined my feet in the sand, the sun in my skin. I imagined the birds chirping, the waves crashing. I felt it. I felt gratitude for being there. I even ended up painting a picture of Hawaii that I had hanging up in my wall. And then I released it. I let go of it. And I allowed the universe to take over from there. About two weeks later, I went to Vancouver to visit um, my family, my aunt and uncle and my cousins. And they pulled me aside and they said, Olivia, we're going to Hawaii. Do you want to come down to take care of your cousins? We'll pay for everything. We'll even give you money. And you can live with us for two weeks and take care of your little cousins and go to the beach and just hang out and I was like wait what my manifestation came true but at the time I was unable to have any sleepovers because I was just that anxious I had a lot of social anxiety couldn't really leave the house it was a risk and a half for me to say yes but I did through doing that I had lots of anxiety attacks even on the plane I fully was paralyzed I was so anxious, I couldn't move. I needed the flight attendant to like come help me, and I was all alone during this as well, but I went there, I got there, and i I couldn't believe it i-we had this personal little lagoon that was just like the picture that I painted, like to the T, the palm trees, the sunset, everything was perfect, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is real! This shit is so real, it's so legit." And I think that was my confirmation from the universe. It told me that this works, just not in the way that you think it does. Because no matter what, your manifestations will come and make it look like just pure coincidence, if that makes sense. It will never be that magical thing that you're expecting. It's always so sly and secretive that you have your manifestation. And it's like, oh shit, no, that, I did manifest that. So I hope you guys kind of enjoyed this episode. It's more of a little bit of a ramble, but you got to know a little bit about me and my spiritual journey and my stance with body neutrality. And I definitely want to make more podcasts about all those topics as well. Um, if you guys have any suggestions for future podcast episodes, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Livamaz with two z's, so it's L-I-V-A-M-A-Z-Z. Feel free to reach out to me for some new episode topics or any questions you may have. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I will hopefully hear you again in my next podcast episode.